Ever wonder why so many triathletes floating about at the moment that we've online coaches saying it's the best investment? You too could be one that's walking around the transition area with saying, my coach is friggin' awesome. All you gotta do is go to trainsmove.com for $60 a month. And this is $60 Australian, which is like pff, the lowest form of currency in the world. I'm positive of it. You could get me to coach you. All you have to do is go to trainsmove.com and let's crush it together. This is episode 421 of the Trainsmove podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have any questions, jump on through to the website trainsmove.com. Send me through an email, tim at trainsmove.com. Uh, Muhammad sent through this question and the next two questions, which I'm going to turn into three episodes because I'm... I'm good like that. He writes, if doing an Ironman is 90% mental, do you train your head? And if so, how? Mate, that's a bloody great question. Uh, Yes, you do train your head uh, and there's many ways to do it. Uh, My old coach and now mentor, Alan Pittman, would say once the training's done, 90% of it's mental. And it really is. It's, you know, especially you going deep into the marathon and every fibre of your body is yelling out, scream, all this pain can stop. And all you have to do is walk. That's all you have to do. And as you go into an aid sta- one of the aid stations, you're going to start, you know, walk for 20, 20 seconds while you get drinks and take on more food and stuff. And then all your body's going, you know, if you just keep walking a little bit longer, you might be able to recover. And you go, yeah, I've got to keep running. So it, it, mental, the mental side of it does take over. Now, there's many ways to, to train this. Um, the biggest thing is growing the confidence through the training. So, for instance, you could be just purely training for sprint triathlons for your local club race. And then I come along and say, you know, go get them, Tiger. You're off doing an Ironman this weekend. You're going to be going, crikey, what the hell? And your chances are you could very easily um, mentally break down and walk the marathon or pull out 750 metres into the swim. Um, But if you train properly, you're going to get the confidence that you could do this. So so that takes a big part of it. You're doing the correct volume. You're doing the correct training. You're um, getting that recovery through the volume and you're you're training for that particular event. So that's a very big part of the mental training um, the, getting the confidence through each training session. Now, you can go into, like, I'll write you out a, a, a week's session and you might be going, yeah, that's Monday's good, Tuesday's good, Wednesday's good, Thursday's good. Bloody Friday. Crikey, has he got me doing that? That, that, that? Jeez. Oh, I don't know about that. And then you you do it and you think, crikey, I did that. That wasn't as bad as I thought. And you get that little bit more confidence and you move on, you know, you keep progressing one day at a time, one week at a time, one training block at a time. You just keep ticking those boxes. Another big aspect that I, I personally feel anyway is um, visualisation and mindful training. So visualisation, I think um, sitting down and visualizing some hard times during the race or just starting to see yourself during the race 
you, you wake up, what's your morning routine? You, you're in transition, getting your bike ready. You, you, you're now entering the water. And you don't want to be visualising that the water's flat and you're just you're now leading Gianfredino out of the water. You want to be visualising, looking out there and and it, the wind's picked up and you've got big waves to be dealing with and you're going to be you know for a fact you're going to be washed around like a a washing machine out there and you're just going to be crashed upon and you enter the water and you battle your way through it with with good good technique and you're visualizing yourself in a headwind on the bike and you're visualizing um, and the the big ones I like to visualize um, and get people to visualize is on the marathon it, you know it's nice running through all the crowds but what about that quiet part of the marathon where there's nobody around and all you all you hearing is those footsteps on your own footsteps hitting the ground and every footstep you feel going right through your body and everybody around you is breaking down you could they're they're just it's just carnage on some of those laps and you're seeing it all and you're just you're just battling the way through it you're focused you're staying focused throughout the whole thing you, this is you need to be visualizing so come race day and then you know visualize that it's going to be pouring with rain maybe another time you're going to be visualizing that it's super hot it's like someone's turned up the oven on you you got to be visualizing all this so come race day things aren't that bad now i don't like to talk about myself i i but just this once i had coles bay half coming up once going back a, a few years back and um traditionally i i broke down in the in in the heat just about every time and um i knew it was most likely going to be warm a warm day in, in on coles bay you got a, a it's uh four laps with half of it on the road half of it running along the beach so you're on soft sand and I visualized it, um, you know, a couple times a week, I'd be visualizing myself running along that sand and I'd visualize that sun beaming down on me and me just eating that sun. It was just everyone's just carrying on saying how hot it was. Anyway, come race day, it's it's hot but i never once noticed it was hot everyone else i saw was they were struggling in the heat and i'm running along this beach at my normal you know slowest crap pace and and i'm just i felt comfortable i was nasal breathing the whole time which is you know the only only way to breathe sorry i'm just doing two things at once and um just everything felt good during the day and it wasn't until after the race when i'm sitting around thinking crikey it's bloody hot that that when it striked me that this was um, visualizations a lot more powerful than most people give them credit for also um just mindful train mindfulness training where you're just sitting there focusing on the breath quietening everything up with you just focusing purely on the breath that's so powerful just um i just think it's that that alone's worth its weight in gold but i also think um during during these times where we're, a lot of us still can't get to the pool um you can still swim in your head you can just get down there and start in a meditating position or whatever position you can get close those eyes and visualize yourself jumping into that water kicking off on the wall kicking off the wall and start 
doing that perfect normal swim stroke. Now again, you haven't got Jan Frodeno's swim stroke or Michael Phelps' swim stroke or Ian Thorpe's swim stroke. You've got your swim stroke, maybe slightly improved, and you you're not battering up like a, a motorboat. Your normal swim pace. You want everything to be as normal as humanly possible in your head. Your, your body may not be able to go through the water, but your head can. So it, it's so powerful, the head. But I do think um, getting confidence and building um, building that mental game through your training and then every time you can quietly, just pull to the side and shut those eyes of yours and ve- start start racing in your head. That, that's all very powerful too, but, I, but there is a point where it becomes too much. You don't want to be, you know arriving race day and you're just mentally shot because you've done this race 30 to 30 times that week you i'd be really quieting the brain in those one to two weeks before the race too a lot of good books about it um but yeah if you guys have any other questions jump on through to the website trainsmove.com until next episode hey